Aloha. This is Soul Dancer, the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth. We are going to deal with change, and I have an expert panel lined up to make sure you have a wide variety of ways for you to begin to look at how you can befriend change with ease and grace. Now, before we dive into our panels, I want to make sure you understand a couple of things. First, we're not going to chew up a whole lot of time introducing each panelist. That could be an hour in and of itself. So click on to each panelist's name here on the Blog Talk Radio Show page. You'll jump out to their site. All the details about our panelists are there out on the site. And as you're listening to the show, understand that while our topic may seem to be repetitive or what you're going to hear is the primary reason people resist change might seem to be repetitive, their responses on how to resist change are nothing short but unique, exciting, and certainly doable. Add up all the number of years our panelists represent bringing their wisdom to the table, over 200 years of experience waiting for you just to listen to it. Now, whether you'll do something after you listen to it, strictly up to you. If you find you need more help with befriending change, give me a call or get in touch with one of our panelists. Every single one of them are coaches in some degree. They are more than happy to be able to be of service. So let's dive right in. All right, now we jump to a person I've known since 2004. I, I, I know he's been a change agent for a lot, lot longer than that. His name is Bob Severite, and Bob is part of a company that I belong to as a, uh, an associate as well. We're in the process of helping folks gain and maintain the most optimal health they can. So I've known Bob for a while, and I've, I asked him to be on this show because I know him to, he got me to change, <laughs> and that's no easy task, ladies and gentlemen. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm curious, Bob. How many years would you consider yourself to be a change agent? I, I know you've got a considerable amount of experience. I'm just curious. I've never asked you how many total years. <laughs> I almost hate to think about how many years it is, but... Uh... Let's see, 2010, we're looking at uh, about 25 years. Whoa, quarter of a century. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're doing the math with all the other people that you've heard so far on this show, we're approaching, I think, close to 150 years' worth of experience all in one show. Not too shabby, not too shabby. Bob, you've worked with a lot of people across a lot of different uh, socioeconomic groups, and, you know, you've worked with very wealthy people. You've worked with people who are on the street. I'm curious, what do you think is the number one reason people resist making a change? I, in my opinion, and it, it, this obviously does goes everything from finances to health issues. I think a lot of, I think it all gets down to your comfort zone. A lot of times when we are asking people to make change, what they're resisting is obviously it's outside of the box or it's outside of the comfort zone that they felt so comfortably have come accustomed to. And uh, that is by far the biggest issue that I, I think I, we face as coaches. Ah, so in other words, we get in our routines, we get in our root habits, we kind of know what's going to be happening or we think we know what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden the curveball hits us, 
and we are forced to change, whether we like it or not. How have you helped people avoid those curveballs? How have you helped people address change so that it is a lot friendlier or at least begin to resolve their resistance to change? Well, what I realized, and I guess this is dating back into the days when I was uh, a financial advisor, uh, basically people look at things logically, but when it happens to deal with themselves personally, they attach emotion to it. And it's not so much the change, it's a logical change that they can do. They may be able to identify with that, but it's the, it's the emotions that are connected with it that makes it challenging. So I think in terms of what I've done to help people, especially in the financial world, but it has definitely prepared me extremely well in dealing with people with weight issues and so forth from a health perspective, and that is getting them to, to detach the emotion from the actual event that we're looking to achieve, if that makes sense. Ah, wise point. So you're saying one way to begin to resolve resistance is really look at things from two perspectives, one from what your mind is telling you and one from what your heart is telling you. Did I hear that correctly? Uh, exactly. That, in a nutshell, that. And as you get into listening to your heart, you begin to realize, you begin to tap into that energy that you need to make those changes. Am I making that assumption correct? Um, yes and no. There's two ways to look at it. I think anybody that can come from the heart, and this is absolutely important, which I want to get to with you here shortly in terms of establishing a why. And that's another thing I think people lack. They don't have a, they don't have a de definitive why, and therefore they're lacking in their desire and their vision. But as far as, for example, in dealing with money, um, people are very, very emotional about their money. And the sense is that they always want to buy, for example, when the market's going up, they always want to sell when the market's going down, and you actually have to be counterintuitive. Um, it's somewhat similar when you're facing other issues in your life, whereby sometimes your emotions are so wired, you're so you get so strongly attached to it, you're not able to see through the reasoning that will get you to achieve your goals. There's, you're putting up blocks, if that makes sense. Um, oh, completely. Yep. The second thing is is what you kind of let into. And I think this has more to do, not in the financial world, but especially when it, when it relates to eating habits and your health, and that is um, really defining what your why is as far as what your vision is. I think people who get stuck um, are lacking in, in not necessarily, I don't say they're lacking in vision, but they've lost their passion, they've lost their focus. And I think it's key to really do the end around and find out, you know, what it is you're looking to achieve and why. How big is your why? And I know it sounds a little bit trite, but I don't think there is anything that's more important than you really finding what your true, true passion is down deep. What is it that you really want? And if you can find that and you can latch on to that emotion, there's nothing that would stop you from being successful. Wow. So am I interpreting this correctly? You, you want people to really awaken to who am I and what am I here to do? Um, exactly. And I mean, I think as all of us have experienced life, it, I don't matter, it doesn't matter what what income bracket you may have been in, your, your, your lifestyle, et cetera, we all face hardships. And I think for me, 
Um, a lot of the things I've learned, obviously, is through hard rocks. Um, a lot of experience in dealing with people and their money over 20 years. But especially my hardest lessons learned was basically my biggest, I guess the hardest, my hardest experiences in my life, my roadblocks have been my, without question, my biggest learning experiences. And I myself faced uh, a, a part in my t- time in my life where I had uh, literally been financially 100% totally secure. I was a senior VP at a major Wall Street firm. I had the perfect supposed marriage and so on, and I lost it all. And it was through that rebuilding process for me. When you take away your identity, you take away your business title, you take away your money, you don't have your home, you obviously have a broken family, you know, who am I? That's, that issue that I had to take on myself was obviously a huge learning experience. And I think uh, the benefit that it, is, that it has allowed me simply is it, it has allowed me to realize what it is in life and what was important, why was I successful in the past, how did I get there, how did I have that bulletproof image that I would never fail, that I would be successful at anything that I touched, how do I catch that lightning in a bottle? Um, going through my hardships really allowed me to realize the things that are important in life, but also, more importantly, realize that it has to start with me, and it has to really start from my desire, my heart, my convictions. And if I can hold on to those convictions and get that laser-like focus that needs to be done, I can begin to look at things in my life that I want to improve. And simply from a coaching perspective, what I think we can do now or how I've been able to help, as you know, through isogenics, which has been wonderful for people, we're changing lives and doing it in a very uh, nurturing way, not so much as saying you're doing this right and this wrong, but supporting people to get to their goals, take the baby steps that are necessary so that they can, too, begin to realize that they'll be successful. And it's all about if I can help you or help anybody obtain their goals, if that is met, everything else takes care of itself. Oh, completely. I mean, for those listening in, you have to understand your kind host here has been a bit biased on this particular interview because if it weren't for Bob, I know that I would not be in as good a health that I'm in today. And one of the ways that Bob helped me change is he was persistent and consistent. Now, you may think that persistent and consistent are both the same thing. They're not. Completely two different things. So from that standpoint, listening to what Bob was just sharing, being able to take that curveball, which you got in the form of a, a kind of a life redirect, Bob, from what you were just sharing, you opted to learn versus blame. You opted to learn versus make excuses. And I think that that probably, that learning, that, that willingness to learn allowed you to make changes a lot more effortlessly. Would that be an accurate reflection? Oh, without question. I think that uh, as soon as I could stop blaming others and basically look at myself and really in terms of acceptance, and I've created, I really, through my choices, really kind of created my own reality. Um, as soon as I was able to step back and take control of my life and take responsibility for everything that had happened in my life, um, it, that gave me the freedom and then the breakthroughs to allow me to change. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, we could spend the next couple of days talking on this topic, but, Bob, I know you have to run. Thank you for being yet another expert to help us see ways that we can resolve change. What I'm hearing you say is start small by finding your why. Let that why grow within you, and it gives you the energy then to do what you need to do. Absolutely. And one final thing I tell everybody real quickly, um, I learned a, a little adage in terms of the change chart. That top of the change chart where you're optimistic, you're spontaneous, you're excited, you're fired up, you are, you know, you're busting with, with, with exhilaration and excitement. You cannot be at the top of the change chart and at the same time be negative, depressed, resentful, um, revengeful, all of the bad characteristics at the bottom of the change chart, you're, you kind of fall between two worlds. What I learned is that when I'm the happiest, when I'm the most successful, when I achieve the most, I'm always at the top of the change chart. So when I catch myself um, feeling anger, frustration, guilt, anything, anything in that nature that would pull me down, it's a flip of a switch to realize that that's not serving me and I need to be optimistic. I need to be excited. I need to be spontaneous. I need to be charged. And that's when you attract the people. That's when you attract the right things in your life. And if I could leave any, everybody, is that in order to affect change and make it permanent, you have to be excited. You have to be passionate. And you only get that by positive thoughts. Very true. Well put. Now, Bob, I know people are going to want to get a hold of you. Is I know that we have a link to your site on our Blog Talk Radio show page. Is there any other way that you recommend people getting a hold of you? Uh, sure. Anybody can email me. Uh, my email is bob at theihsgroup.com. That's theihsgroup.com. You're free to email me. And uh, also, I don't mind taking phone calls. It's a little bit crazy sometimes, but my number is 312-371-8193. Awesome. And just in case you missed that phone number, one more time, Bob. 312-371-8193. Mm, perfect. All right. Well, thank you again, Bob. I encourage anyone listening to Bob to, if you missed some of his points, to go back through and contact him directly on He's an outstanding change agent, so I highly recommend him. Bye for now, Bob. Thank you, Saul. Take care. Be sure to click on Bob's link here on the show notes to check out Bob's program. It's the same program I've been using for the last six years. I retired over 125 pounds using this program, and I highly recommend you check it out if you're looking to get healthy. Tomorrow we get to meet Donna Amos. Donna is an extraordinary, savvy coach. She has been helping people make change in her, their lives for over the past 20 years. I highly recommend you make sure you bookmark tomorrow. Join us for this show. And also remember, each of our shows is just the beginning of our dialogue. Be sure to leave a comment in the comment box below. And for those who are leaving great comments and you get a lot of likes on your comments because you forwarded this show to friends and family, we have gifts. At the end of each month, we look to see who has left the most comments and who's gotten the most likes. Don't be surprised if you'll get an email from Pay Me What I'm Worth with a gift attached to say thank you for your extra effort. Until tomorrow, we 
bow in gratitude for your time. Be sure to listen in again. Why? Because you're worth it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.